Hello, 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 this is Thumbs United. We're playing Halo 2 on Legendary, but this time we're bringing out the big guns. One of the things I like a lot about the Master Chief Collection is they already have all the skulls unlocked. So, even though we're playing it on Legendary, it's pretty easy. Because every bullet from every gun I get is actually firing a uh, scare blast. So, it wasn't that bad. Now, Halo 2 was one of the worst games. Not worse because it's like bad, but worse because it was one of the hardest legendaries of all the Halos. I haven't done Halo 4, 5, or uh, in on Legendary, but from everyone else that I've talked to, um, Halo 4 is pretty easy on Legendary. I haven't heard that much about Halo 5. But at least they're fair. And like, Halo Reach, like, I was like, yeah, it's hard, but it's fair. Uh, Halo 2, uh, like, you can land the grenade on Elite, and he'll survive, especially in the later levels. I feel like the beginning levels are pretty easy, because they're like kind of tutorial. But when I first played this on stream on Twitch, uh, this level took me two streams took me like maybe four hours of me just trying to get off a Cairo station. It was uh, ridiculous. There was this one section where I spent maybe 40 minutes and I had to quit. It wasn't like a rage quit. It was just like, I can't do this anymore. My hands were cramping and sweaty and everything. And I was like, I'm going to give myself a heart attack if I keep going. But that was, that's kind of how Halo 2 on Legendary was. It was just nearly impossible. Um, but yeah, so it's a lot better. Things are different when you have the Scarab. I still die a lot, but... So that happens. So we got some news. Uh, I'm probably going to release this in January. As of right now, it's, uh, it's December 30th. But my plan for 2023 is just to be more uh, schedule-oriented, release things on time. I have a bunch of stuff kind of that's like halfway ready uh, for quotations on that YouTube channel and website. And uh, so what I'm going to be doing is the Master of Art Monthly, which is called the Master of Art Monthly, uh, will be coming back. I did it in 16 and I did like four issues. Uh, so it wasn't so monthly, it was more like quarterly. But I plan to do it uh, monthly. And so for uh, January, what I have planned to come out, it's going to be an ebook um, on Kindle. Uh, I, what I do on Kindle is I make it as though it's a comic book. So uh, when you tap on each picture, it enlarges and everything. So I really uh, recommend that on on the Kindle. And then in addition to that, uh, there's going to be a physical book. I always release a physical book. And uh, so I have all the photographs and everything ready. I just have to do the layout. And the thing I've been struggling with is uh, the writing. There's going to be a, l a little bit more writing than I usually put in the Master of Art series. Uh, again, it's going to be mostly photographs. Uh, the series uh, that I'm starting is uh, called the Lost Photographs. So we're going to start off with uh, the Lost Photographs from Alaska. And so what that is, is it's 
Uh, photographs I kind of passed over when selecting them for for other uh, publications, but they're still good. And so I went back, I looked through everything, and I really focused on finding crisp, sharp uh, photos that didn't need a lot of retouching. So there is almost no uh, color grading. It's just straight out of the camera, kind of. I did adjust uh, two things, which is white balance. So it's the correct white balance. 90% of the time I do set the correct white balance. Uh, in the camera I do shoot raw. And one of the advantages of raw is uh, it records everything the sensor sees. And so then you can set the white balance later because it's not burnt into the image like a JPEG. And so I made sure all of them were set correctly. So when it was daylight, I made sure that the white balance was set to daylight. And uh, a lot of times what people don't realize is uh, light has different color temperatures. And so our eyes are extremely forgiving and it's kind of incredible. But they will automatically adjust uh, to anything. So if you're in a room that's blue, you stay in there for like 20 minutes and you'll start to see the blue will kind of start to fade away and your eyes will autocorrect. Uh, and so like if you're in a room with fluorescence, that's a completely different uh, color temperature than uh, if you're out in a sunny day. Sunny days are warmer uh, and technically different times of the day are different temperatures. So in the morning it's more blue light, it's cooler temperature, it's cooler color temperature. And then in high noon it's bright white. Uh, again on a sunny day and then in the afternoon and what everyone really likes is the golden hour uh, it, it's called the golden hour because it's a yellow gold and it's really the best time to do everything portraits landscapes uh, all that stuff it's about an hour before sunset and uh, a lot of um, filming uh, like cinema and movie stuff uh, they will spend three or four days shooting you know, one scene, because they only have that one hour to shoot it in, and it takes a lot of setup between takes. And instead of like shooting the same thing, all same scene all in one day, uh, the change in light actually does make a difference. And you can tell when editing, and it makes it harder to edit if it's not all at the same time during the day. But uh, yeah, so that's coming out. The Alaska photographs are, like I said, they're lightly edited. There's, I didn't even edit uh, contrast or uh, tone curves, which I usually do. But, like I said, the thing I was focusing on was uh, sharpness, uh, the photos with the best lenses, and everything. And so there's significantly more uh, photographs than I had previously released in the Photations collection. And uh, there's over like, I think it's over 600. So I'm gonna be doing the layout and, and everything. And I'm happy because I finally got the entire creative cloud. So now I have InDesign. So that's that. And I, and so switching back over, uh, for the past couple of years, I've been having a lot of health problems, but things finally seem to get, seem to be getting working. I had a CT scanned and it, I had a blockage in my intestines, so we're trying to fix that. It, I, I'm doing like a ton of uh, Miralax and Medmusil, uh, trying to 
you know, get it cleared out. So I take like three doses of Miralax uh, a day, and then it's three doses of, of uh, Metamucil, and this is just things you mix in your drink and, and everything. And so this is like day 40. It's, I mean, it's not actually day 40, it's somewhere around 40. Um, I started around the 15th of November, and now it's December 30th. So that's about 45 days-ish. I don't remember when November goes to 31. But, so yeah, it's been 45 days of that, and I feel like things are finally, uh, finally moving around. But the big thing, so I'm taking all this Metamucil, they gave me these stimulant pills that are supposed to like activate your intestines and stuff, which I've seen no evidence that I, that actually worked. I've been taking that for a while. Uh, but I got this tea, and it's like this herbal tea, and you have to let it steep for actually like 10 minutes, and then you drink it, and oh my goodness. It said like 12 hours later, they mean 12 hours later it starts doing stuff. And so that actually helped out a lot. But I don't think it was just the tea. I think it was a combination of everything. Even though it's taken over 45 days to work. So I am feeling better. Uh, I don't, I'm not in so much pain. Especially after I eat. And uh, yeah. Just things are getting better. But I still have a, lo a long way to go because... Uh, I'm pretty sure the blockage is still in there. I'm not sure if it's getting any smaller, but I don't think it's completely blocking my GI tract anymore. So that's that. Uh, in January, I go back to the doctor, and hopefully uh, we figure out you know, where to go from there. Do, 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 do. And it was funny, because we had the huge snowstorm, and on Christmas you know, everything was shut down it right now at the death toll it's pretty high there's around like 85 people had died uh, in the snowstorm so that you know that's terrible but my sisters and I some of my sisters live in the same state but we decided you know we're gonna postpone Christmas so we did and uh, which helped because my mom and I didn't really do any Christmas decorations. But so, uh, we had Christmas uh, later. And it was funny because we spent like maybe six hours doing some cleaning and stuff and cooking. And then uh, Christmas actually lasted like an hour and a half. And I was like, this is the worst ratio. Everyone should have stayed longer, but it was a ton of fun. And uh, so it was actually really nice. They wanted to get back before it got dark, and here it gets dark at like it starts getting dark at like 4:30. But um, which is something I'm going to talk about in my next uh, topic. But the good news is uh, my sisters—they got me film, and it's funny uh, because they all got me um, Ilford. Uh, 35 millimeter, 36 exposure film, and so I, you know I have some kind of a large family, so I have like 15 rolls now, and I was, I was so excited. 
and uh, the developer I got, I use Sinstill uh, developer, and so I couldn't find the liquid one, and so I said, oh man, I'm gonna get fancy, and so they have it in powder form, which is better for storage, and so I'm actually gonna be mixing the powder. They say it's just, you just add water, so that's cool. A lot of times you have to add water at the right temperature. But I ordered two packs of that, so that's coming. And I can't wait to start uh, shooting on film. And then I also received uh, two color kits. So the two best solution for developing color film. And so I'm like, mahaha. And so I ordered a bunch of um, colored uh, medium format. So I'll be doing that uh, as well too. I plan to do a lot of cityscape, uh, specifically looking for uh, street art going around uh, Detroit, Ann Arbor, and uh, places like that, and shooting uh, the colored film uh, for, for graffiti art, street art, some would say. So that's kind of the plan. And then uh, I've also been getting into uh, astrophotography. So I have this one, um, this sky glider. And so with astrophotography, it's actually more difficult than you think uh, because it's so dark, you have to have your camera take a picture for like five, the exposure for like five, ten. And sometimes, you know, you want it for 30 seconds, except uh, the Earth is rotating. And so you think, oh, it's rotating so slowly. It's actually not rotating that slowly. So if you're taking a bunch of, if you're taking like a 10 second photo, uh, the sky actually rotates enough to where the stars will start streaking. Because, uh, you know, the Earth's rotating so the stars are moving at night. And so you can't really take that long of a photo and get crisp, you know, circular star stars without the star trails. And so they have this device, an equal... Uh, I can't say it. It's an um, equatorial mount, and so what you do is you aim it at Polaris. If you're in another northern hemisphere, uh, if you're in the southern southern hemisphere, you use aim it at. Uh, um, I think it's like Sigma something, but it's the South Star, uh, which is also incredible that we happen to have a star that's like com pretty close to north and a star that's. When you're pretty close to uh, pointing south. Now you point it at that, and then um, it has these two arms uh, that rotate at the exact speed of uh, the Earth. And so it matches the star's rotation. And so with that, it's, and it's a pretty simple setup, it takes, you can take uh, photos for you know, 10, 15, 20 seconds, and then there's an adapter that makes it even more exact, so you can do five-minute exposures. And so, because it's rotating and following the stars, uh, it actually, uh, you can get really crisp. Uh, they call it deep space photography, where you can get nebulas and everything. And so, I'm super happy with that. I, I think there was the sky there's a sky tracker, I think, but I got the glider because it can hold a heavier, um, heavier camera. And then what I actually do is I can, it can hold two cameras at the same time. 
So I released a video on my flirtations um, on Twitter and uh, Instagram showing the the photos that I was able to take. And so I'm taking you know two photos at a time, uh, and it was it was about ten seconds each exposure, and, and you know the quality of the stars and everything was so much superb. And so I. I do a lot of thrifting, and so about a year or two years ago, I got a telescope for forty dollars, and it's a thousand one thousand one hundred millimeter with an aperture of uh, one hundred and thirty-five. And so I did the math recently, and that's about it's, it's like fifty-five uh, times enlargement of the sky, and uh, so it's uh, Newtonian. A telescope, so it's the longer one that has the mirror, uh, and you look at the mirror piece, the eyepiece, and it goes to the mirror, and then it collects the light. And one of the things that was funny when I was doing all the research recent, recently on how to fix it, like uh, there's this thing called culmination, when you align the uh, the mirrors properly. And so I was taking moon photos, but I had these issues where you know the side would be really dark and and whatnot. So I fixed it, and I mean, like, it was way out of whack. The mirrors weren't aligned at all, and it was, like, such an easy fix. Like, I never knew about culmination, and so it took me maybe 15 minutes for my first time to align all the mirrors. And, uh, so, yeah, so that was what I've done. So I'm really focusing on doing, you know, more astrophotography and everything, and so I'm fixing things up. But the unfortunate thing is that, so for like, there was one day in December where you could see the stars in Michigan, and it's just been cloud after cloud after cloud. I usually like to film, to take star photos in winter, uh, because one, it keeps the cameras cool, so the longer you do the exposure, uh, the, uh, uh, the more noisy... Uh, the camera gets because it gets hotter. Uh, but uh, what was I saying? Um, so it's nicer in in winter, and the other thing is the humidity is less, and so the stars are even more crisp and everything. But I want to thank you for coming out to this let's play of uh, Halo, Halo Two with the big guns. I'll see you next week. I plan on releasing these on. Uh, on Twitter and YouTube, the Twitter's gonna, the YouTube's gonna have a shorter edition. But uh, yeah, should be coming out Mondays. So thank you for coming by. See you later. Bye bye. Thanks for watching this Thumbs United video. You can help support uh, Thumbs United and our sister sites if you visit FlotationsDonations.com. We can donate. You can donate crypto. Uh, you can uh, donate from our Amazon wish list. There's all kinds of ways you can support, and that doesn't only support Thumbs United, but it supports our art education series and a whole lot more. So if you'd like to help out, visit flotationsdonations.com. Thanks for watching. Bye-bye.